When she was fit enough to leave St Andrews, Beth was picked up by her younger brother Jody. As he slowly wheeled her in a chair past the garish artwork in the hospital corridor, she was still unnerved by how such a catastrophic episode in her life hadn't rippled the world around her. It just sounded small, like she was listening to everything through a tinny speaker. In her head was the same circuit of thought she'd woken with. She'd been driving, that much was certain. Was Luke's death entirely her fault? Why had he been whispering sorry? Did he feel he was to blame? She had no recollection of how they'd ended up in the wreckage. However much she tried to negotiate the solid block of darkness lodged between their setting off for the restaurant and their being suspended from the ceiling of the car, it remained immovable. Was she deliberately blocking out the trauma to avoid facing her responsibility for it? But she couldn't understand how Luke had broken his neck when his airbag had inflated. The police had said he hadn't been wearing his seatbelt, but he'd been hanging in the car as she had. If he'd released himself, it didn't seem possible he could have sustained the injury with such a short fall. Would he still be alive if the driver from the brown camper had helped instead of assaulted her? Why had he kicked her? Was it because they'd struck him? Had he also attacked Luke? During their visits, Jodie and her parents had relayed everything that had occurred while she was oblivious, did their best to fill the other void between the French roadside and waking in St Andrews. Beth visualised her unconscious self being wheeled from the first casualty department, where the doctors had worked on her, and flown to the ward at home, and at the same time, Luke's lifeless body being transported to the morgue, the undertaker's, and then to the Rouen crematorium near his mother's house. She tried to imagine what she might have read for him, if she'd been at the service, but found it impossible to even project herself there. Luke had been cremated. Even though they should have just moved into their new home together, he was now in an urn at his mother's. She'd taken charge of the ashes in Beth's absence, and they were now in Cancompois. His father had died before their wedding, and Luke had been estranged from his mother because of the handful of men she had chosen to make his interim stepfathers. He had plenty of friends and work colleagues to grieve him, but no other family. The holiday in the Forêt d'Omaniel de Lyon had been their escape from the solicitors, paperwork, and an attempted mugging that had been the reason for their move from Edgware to Wandsworth. The move date had been delayed and had made them both fractious. They'd spent the fortnight prior to it living out of boxes, sitting on telescopic chairs and yelling at each other. The rows had always come back to the same issue. They'd decided to abscond and rent their usual holiday accommodation, Gite Saint-Roch, a converted timbered barn in Luke's favourite corner of Normandy. It was in one of the most beautiful European beech forests, and it was where she'd proposed to him three years earlier. She'd beaten him to it by one day. Luke had delayed asking her while he'd waited for the perfect conditions. When the sun shone through the slender trunks, it was like being inside a natural cathedral. But Tuesday had been overcast, so he decided to wait. They'd both known it would be a race to that question on that first holiday. The time had felt right. 
He'd produced the citrine ring after she'd proposed. Citrine was her birthstone, and it had still been on her finger as she'd watched her hands dragging her body away from the car wreck. It was Beth who'd suggested the last-minute January getaway. If she hadn't, they would now be safely ensconced in their new house. Everything waited for her, boxed and in storage. She thought about the two of them wrapping up their life in newspaper, and how she'd never conceived she might have to unwrap it alone. It seemed like a premonition now. Luke had been ruthless when they'd emptied out the memory chest as they'd packed up in their Edgware home. Most of its contents had gone to the dump. All their cards to each other, birthday and otherwise, all the mementos they'd kept from restaurants they'd eaten at, and postcards from places they'd visited, they'd all been...